Welcome to Truth Table, Midwives of Culture for Grace and Truth. I'm McKemini. I'm Michelle. And I'm Christina. This table is built by Black women and for Black women. So welcome to the table, sisters. How y'all doing? Doing all right. Doing all right. Yeah, I'm okay today. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. No. (laughs) Passport in hand. Passport in hand. That's oh, right. Oh, passport in hand. L- lucky that you got a passport. Amen, saints. It matters. Come on, black women. Travel. Well, travel, black somebody. women. You got to travel, black women. Well, yes. You got to be ready. Stay ready so you ain't got to get ready. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, passports. Speaking of passports, that's really what's on the table. We are talking um, the just the, the zero tolerance policy that um, this... Trump administration, which I call is a fascist regime, mm-hmm. um, passed down um, last month, uh, which effectively separated uh, immigrant parents from their children, uh, and just the fallout between um, of what's happening now and uh, and as you all know, and we'll go into more about what. Ice is and all of that, but I just love to get y'all's um, thoughts. I mean, I know we're jumping straight in more like, than we normally do because it's a serious subject. I know, I right? We usually have the band. The band- <laughs> I do. I mean, I know. I know we. Uh, something. Mm-hmm. I know we usually, you know, have more banter, but this is such a serious issue. It's just like the kids are not all right. Um, that's that's right. the title that's of this right. episode, and that's what's on the table. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I just y'all help. Cause I'm finna lose it and have right. been losing it. Uh, yeah, Michelle, I know you got some thoughts. <laughs> I'm out here like now. Listen, when in battle in the old testament, come on, come right? on, OT. Uh, right? No, Take us there. <laughs> the truth is that everything that we have before us, especially in scripture and the way that the Lord designed stories in the Pentateuch and how Moses would write what God was commanding him to say to the people, all of it Mm -hmm. ended with or was surrounded by and tell your children Mm -hmm. and nourish your children Mm -hmm. and nurture your children and teach your children and attend your Mm -hmm. children. And Jesus said, look at the children and be like them. So if we look at people and choose to dehumanize Mm -hmm. them, it's the same thing when Jesus said, look at the poor, look at the widow, tend to those that we are tempted Mm -hmm. to not place at the center because everybody Mm -hmm. that we place on the margins is actually where God goes Mm -hmm. to find his center. And I believe that when you lose your center, you're off balance. Mm -hmm. And we already been knowing that about, as you said, E, this fascist Mm -hmm. regime. Mm -hmm. But we're so we are so off balance that Melania can't put on a coat without thinking two times. Mm -hmm. Then maybe this sends some kind of message. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Our complicity is so deep, is so regular Mm -hmm. that now it's trivial. Mm-hmm. And so I believe that the saints who are suffering pain, how, the way that you're feeling about to get triggered, about to go off, that mm-hmm. is godly grief mm-hmm. because the Holy Spirit has to push us to say, I am wrecked by the sights mm-hmm. and sounds of children mm-hmm. being separated, okay. placed in cages. I am wrecked by that. And that's what the spirit wants. He does not, the Holy Spirit does not want us to feel on balance right now. Come the Holy on. Spirit does not want adoptive parents 
parents to look into the eyes of their babies that they flew to Africa and Asia and South America to pick up and bring home. The Holy Spirit wants those people to feel some kind of way like, Lord, if there is anything I can do as a witness to potential child separation, teach me now. Yeah. Those those people should be the main ones crying out and saying, we will not stand for mm. this. The mm. folks, we were saying mm. this earlier, black folks who know the pain of being policed should be the first ones to stand yeah. up and say, we will not stand for mm-hmm. people of color being mm-hmm. mistreated mm-hmm. and hated upon by mm-hmm. ICE. It's a special police force. That's it. Black people should be the main ones standing up and saying, no more. Mm. So of course we feel off balance. Mm. And I believe that it is exactly the key. And that's how the Lord used to prophets in the past. That is the key to showing us what real harmony is, what real balance is. It, it, it ain't this. It's the same way yeah. we feel about the 4th of July. Mm. The mm-hmm. same way we know something is off about the 4th of July. We should be able to scream it right now. Something is off. If the kids ain't all right, then we don't have a happy home. Mhm. 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 Yeah, that's good. And that and that um offness, right? That we feel from the spirit. We're making up words and I'm making up words now. <laughs> that offness. It's offness. That, you know, it's it's a, a, that's how they come to be. Offness. We make them up. That's how they come to be. <laughs> that offness. <laughs> <laughs> but that ain't it true? You're like the Holy Spirit finna go off. That's why you're right. 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 That's what we feeling. <laughs> oh Lord. No, but really that that offness should not be predicated upon whether we have children or not. Okay. That's right. Oh, and that's gosh. some of the yeah. I think some of the pro- problematic advocacy that I'm seeing is my child because I couldn't bear to be separated from my child. Okay, that's that's fine. That's well and good, but Let's not center you. Let's Absolutely. center the actual children who yes. are right now being held in cages, a 14-month-year-old who has not been bathed in 85 days, who is mm. covered with lice. That should make your soul cry out whether you have birthed children, whether you have adopted them, whether you have not. It does not matter. That mm. child is a human being made in the image of God and all of our souls should cry out. And we should be repenting and weeping and wailing in sackcloth and ashes. It's too much. It's just too much. Christina, what do you, what are your own thoughts? <laughs> I was like, well, y'all said all the words. I think we can stop at six. <laughs> Gonna be the shortest episode ever. I'm like, enough. Because <laughs> we're like, we ain't all right. We ain't all right. Goodbye. <laughs> Stretch your hands to the last truth table. Free. You know, and I I think, I mean, I think, I think you bring up a really good point too about how we struggle to, how oftentimes our empathy has to be in, um, it has to be in, yeah, well, and it has to Mm -hmm. be in relate, the object of our empathy has to be in relation to us, Mm -hmm. right? So, Mm -hmm. um, and, and I don't know if there's a way for us to to fully move beyond that. I think sometimes that is going to right. happen no matter yeah, what. Yeah, sure. The empathy has to stir up based on our connection, right? So we when we start to humanize people, we it's oftentimes we connect them to something about ourselves, like, oh, they're hurting like I was hurting during this time. Or yeah. mm-hmm. um, so sometimes that I think that ends up shaking out. Um, you know, sin sin don't have a bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> sin is you know, you know it a and uh I think what has happened is that we have simply uh, downplayed 
the consequences mm -hmm. of giving mm -hmm. authority to people who do mm -hmm. not have the character to have authority. And that this is a leadership you know, statement, really. Like, you know, you you need to ensure that the people that you vote for or that you put in uh, mm. church office or that you, uh, I, I mean, running the neighborhood lemonade stand, I don't care what they're doing. I mean, anybody that you give, that you surrender leadership to, mm. you want to make mm -hmm. sure that they have the character to, yes. to be in that position. None of us have power of our own, right? So power, all power belongs to God and we can sure. illegitimately use power. We're going to have to give an account for how we've done that because it was God's power to begin with. Um, yeah. but, but when we made the decision to give authority to people who demonstrated poor, unloving character, we made a conscious decision. And I'm saying we as in the country the country yeah. made this mm -hmm. decision. Um, what what we did was we said, okay, um, we're we're signed on for however this may hurt our neighbor. Just the mm -hmm. lack of love, the mm -hmm. lack of lack love, love in doing that, and um, and that's really what when I think about you know even our conversations that when we talk about political dynamics. Uh, when I think about even my own political worldview, it it is one that I attempt to base it on the ethic of love. So what is mm what is the most loving political loving thing, social yeah. practice? Mm -hmm. What is the most personally self-sacrificing mm -hmm. political social practice mm -hmm. that I can step into, uh, which means that it will cost me something, um, mm -hmm. even things that I may rightfully deserve, you know? Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So this, this, where we are right now, I mean, for many of us, we predicted this November, 2016. Wow. And, and I can speak for myself. I did not weep because I'm a diehard, like, Clinton Democratic fan. I mean, a fan. I, I, I'm like it's shenanigans oh, all around, y'all. Um, but but I think it we can see. Yeah, but there are indeed There's there levels. are indeed levels. <laughs> there are indeed levels, and I think it didn't take a whole lot of wisdom to see the trajectory. I just don't feel like it took a mm -hmm. lot of wisdom to see that we would get to this point. It was a matter of whether or not we were right. willing to sacrifice that particular neighbor, and we made a decision mm -hmm. that brown children. We made a decision mm -hmm. that we didn't care about brown children. Mm, we made a decision. Mm -hmm. When we heard the first speech, y'all, the first speech out of the now yeah. president's yeah. mouth denigrated yeah. brown people. He, he yes. came out swinging and he came after those people in his mm -hmm. first speech. Pull it up and read it. And yet yeah. people move forward and say, like, I'm, I'm willing to take that risk because they're not my people. Mm-hmm. And I, I, how you said we is uh, pretty powerful, though, right? Because it's collectively we in this now. Um, and you're right. I think a lot of people, they, people, ab, ab, even even those who chose right uh, uh, this uh, fascist regime, there are those that abdicated their responsibility. Right. Those who right. abdi abdicated that responsibility on the altar of wokeness, right? And on mm. the altar of conservatism. This is why I always say they cousins, um, because. Wokeness and conservatism is gonna get us killed, um, and and it it is just a shame. You know, it is a shame is not even that's an understatement, but that's all I can, that can come to mind right now. It is a shame, you know, that we were willing to sacrifice bodies, hu mm -hmm. human beings, image bearers on the altar of our ideological posts. You know, this purity cause. You know, and now that's actually costing people their lives, their futures. These children, they may not ever 
be reunited. Now, the judge has ordered um, this regime to actually reunite them by tomorrow, right? Uh, children that are under the age of five are supposed to be re reunited by tomorrow. Oh, we know that's not going to happen. And those oh, over the age of five, I want to say 10, actually, are supposed to be reunited by July 26th. Um, that's the order. Will that happen? Probably not, because we live under a colonial um uh, we live under a colonial regime, right? And this is part of it. It's an attack and they know exactly what they're doing. They are, mm -hmm. they are um, intent on actually ruining the next generation, mm -hmm. future generations to come. And we've seen that in our own community. We know what slavery has done to us. We know what generational trauma is. It's in our DNA, literally. Right. It is in our DNA. Um, and so just thinking about all that stuff is just making me think about ICE and mm -hmm. just what it is, what your thoughts are. And I know you got thoughts on ice. Because <laughs> I'm definitely team hashtag abolish ice. Like, uh, on, abolish. Uh, like I have no problems. But let me let me talk about what it is really quick. So yeah. um, briefly, uh, let's see. March 1st, 2003, um, uh, ice was actually established. So initially, uh, Immigration laws and everything was regulated through uh, INS, which is Immigration and Naturalization Services. Uh, so they handled everything about enforcing immigration laws, making sure people come in, have their visas and everything. But, you know, after 9-11, uh, uh, George Bush established, George W. Bush established the Department of Homeland Security um, and INS mm -hmm. got transferred and became, uh, actually got changed from INS to um, ice, mm -hmm. right? Which uh, is, let me see, what is it again? Um, why, why am I losing my thought right here? Uh, oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> oh, yes. Immigration, Customs, immigration. and inf inf uh, Enforcement Agency. Y'all, I'm all over the place because I'm just wrecked. Um, but that's what ICE stands for, Immigration, Customs, Enforcement Agency. So that that um, actually started. And so really what, they're do, they're, what their job is actually is to manage detentions um, and re the removal of people who have violated, you know, their or, immigration uh, laws and, and whatnot. So that's what ICE is. Um, and so it's changed. But y'all, it used to be actually under the Department of Commerce. You know, immigration used to actually be handled under that um, umbrella, which makes sense. People are coming over here to work to actually add to the value of America, not take away from uh -huh. it. Um, okay. And so, but because of not, after 2001, they began to make immigration and terrorism synonymous, right? So we started to criminalize immigrants. So all that to say, just to set up so people understand what ICE is, what it is now, and why it should be abolished, because it's a new invention. It's not something um, that we've had since uh, the inception of this country. So I, I abolish ICE is what I got to say. Michelle, what you, what you got, girl? Uh, ICE is racist. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <we don't> <laughs> Yes. We're going to abolish ICE. Um, right. Because there's like clear roots here. Right. Right. In fugitive slave squads. Mm, I mean, mm, there's like, mm. don't get me started on police. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If you can, if you can say and believe that you, the country should not have ICE, mm. then you need to start rereading mm. um, Brother Dominique's book. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You need to reread and reconsider Everything that flipped that flipped and freaked you out about James Baldwin and Malcolm X. You need to read and reconsider the entire point of establishing forces yeah. that control hmm. on a broad, like based on a broad idea of public safety. 
based on a broader idea that unless certain people stay in control, the whole world will explode mm-hmm. and go away. Mm-hmm. And I have, I just have a serious problem with how boldly mm-hmm. anti-Black and overall anti-people of color ICE is. Yeah. And the me having a problem with it does not make me surprised. It's just why in the world will we talk about racism among police forces and not see the literal global war on people of color that the United States is waging? Right, right. Um, right. We the Department of Commerce was cool with mm-hmm. uh, Euro and white Canadian well, immigration, well. and all of a sudden, folks of color started coming in, bringing very specific, like stark, different cultures mm. into "quote unquote" our land. Mm-hmm. And um, to be honest, I think that we have a serious issue when centrism is our shield Mm. and radicalism is seen as never an option, no matter how true it might Mm -hmm. be. Mm -hmm. So if the idea that we abolish ICE, not just because it's unjust, but because it is completely racist, racist, which is against God, but I can't talk about that because it's seen as radical, then I I can't deal with centrism on this issue. Mm -hmm. That that is complicity. It is is failure. I don't have time to talk with you about how, well, border security is so important so I can see the value of ICE. No, ICE has no value. Mm -hmm. Border security needs to be Mm reimagined. If that's radical, then we are fascists. And that's what I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love how you tied it in the bow. <laughs> yes. Wow. 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 And that's how I feel. <laughs> and that's it. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Please at me. Please at me. <laughs> OMG. <laughs> And <laughs> you know what though? Uh, and uh, yes, the altar is open. I love it. Right, for real. And bring the oil. Oh, we got the oil. The oil is in the altar. Uh, uh, but Em, you brought up complicity. I'm actually really glad you brought that up because, you know, this whole civility and complicity um, nonsense um, debate that's coming up. And I'm just wondering what, what are y'all thoughts on that? This whole, oh, this call for civility, people, um, Democrats throwing Maxine Water under the bus because this is what Democrats Uh-oh. do to us black women. Uh, but, you know, we, 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 we got to choose, right? Um, but this is, this is what happens, right? It's a, it's a microcosm of what really happens, right? We, we hold it down the party. Then when it comes to, time for them to stand up for us, they throw us under the bus, right? Because whiteness always wins out at the end of the day. Um, So I'm wondering what you guys think about complicity and civility, because I'm convinced that whenever people call for civility, they're calling for complicity. That you're not going to convince me otherwise, but I'm happy to hear you guys convince me. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, so, so, no, no, I'm I'm not going to convince you on any call for civility, but... I was going to say I make a I make a distinction between scripture's uh, call that we function in a way that's above reproach uh-huh. Uh-huh. and the political strategy yeah. of suppression of calling for civility. So those are two, it's very similar to if we were talking about things like respectability politics, right? Right. right. So um, so those things are different, and being above reproach means that it is the word of God that governs what we say, when we say it, how we say mm-hmm. it, who we say it to, mm-hmm. right? And so, um, and we do these things by love for the sake of love, which doesn't mean that it looks 
flowery and rosy and lacy. Um, it can look very strong and commanding, um, but our motives um, are above reproach. And those and it it is detectable yeah. um, to the people who are marginalized and hurt. And it is detectable to our brothers and sisters that we are functioning in a way that's above reproach. It mm-hmm. ought to be. Mm-hmm. When, we, when we're talking about calls for civility, um, you know, as, as someone who studied trauma therapy, it, it really does trigger me because mm. it reminds me of case after case and story after story of people who have been physically and sexually abused and then being told oh, right. to, mm. uh, to watch how they talk about that. Mm. Uh, when they are told mm. to uh, be careful about what they say because it can, it can upset the Thanksgiving dinner. Oh, and mm, uh, mm. and that's really what it feels like is that you tell people who have been hurt and victimized, you will not seek justice. You will not uh, acknowledge their humanity by seeking justice. You will not honor God by seeking justice. Instead, you tell them to hush up. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that is very it's very wicked. It's a very wicked thing yeah. to do. And so mm-hmm. I, I think the calls for civility and who and who is being asked to be civil. We are not to be civil towards sin, personal or systemic. Mm-hmm. And so we actually have to fight and resist sin, the principalities. We yeah. fight and resist. Not only we fight, we fight people, we win people. But you better be ready to fight principalities. principalities yeah. And and there is a there's a very real difference there. And and honestly, in the last, I guess, couple of weeks since we've heard this civility cries um, or calls for civility, it, it really is targeted at one group of people. It's the people who are marginalized, the people oh, of color. It is women mm-hmm. who are being told to watch your tone. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm a bit exhausted by uh, the tone of white supremacy. I'm yeah. exhausted by the tone Hello. Of, Hello. <laughs> of colonizing Hello. bodies. <laughs> you want to talk about watch your tone. Like, mm-hmm. and, and I'm using the word radical in a neutral sense. There is nothing more, ra- more radical in modern history than white supremacy's dominance on entire mm-hmm. societies and people groups. You want to talk um, about a radical yeah. worldview and framework is the white supremacist framework. So that's yeah. radical. Saying that we need to figure out community policing structures that dignify and honor people, saying that we need to look at immigration in a way that acknowledges the full humanity of our neighbors to the to the south of us mm-hmm. and 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 be ready to repent for the way that our practices have disturbed yeah. their countries. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> clearly, mm-hmm. clearly we got a role in what's happening uh, to the south mm-hmm. of the United States. So that's not I mean, mm-hmm. what I call that radical? No, white supremacy. Now that's radical. Yeah. And it's global. Mm-hmm. And it's global, which is yeah. why yeah. black and brown, because we'd be forgetting the black immigrants, but we're going to talk about that at some point. Uh, yeah. uh, why they coming over here? It is because of white supremacy's global reach. Hello? Like like the, the, the very conditions that they're living under that's causing them. You have to be so very desperate to leave, to want to leave come your on, own home country, come to come to this, under this fascist regime right now, to come to America come right on. now, right now, <laughs> this, this, ain't the, this ain't the time. So if people are coming <laughs> and they are risking their lives to come here under, mm. under this time, in this time period, you know, they're desperate. They are desperate yeah. for survival. And, 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 and even though they may die here, yeah. right? Because um, and not to mention because the domestic of, violence issues too, right? So you have women who are seeking right. asylum yeah. at the border, yeah. and they have been traumatized in their family systems. And then you say, you know what? Let me traumatize your children some more by separating you from them. It it, 
it is, man, you want to talk about an unloving practice? Well, then they come here and they get sexually assaulted in the detention centers and they get raped mm. and we don't hear about it or we have to dig for it. And so, yeah, so they, they leave one um, form of wickedness just to come to another that's even more heinous and more egregious. I just, I, I can't, I can't. And then now, now ICE is giving them options, you know, talking about, well, you have the choice, you know, to either be deported with your children or without your children. What? That is a false and wicked choice. That's not a choice. <laughs> that is just, it, it's just wicked. And I, I don't know what, what it's going to take um, for us to, <sighs> I don't know. I don't know what it's going to take for, for things to turn around. Um, for us to make a change, it, uh, I mean, I, think I don't it, know. I, I mean, see, I think it depends. Do you see a way? It depends forward? on who the us is. It depends mm, on who the us yeah. is. I mean, I think that. I'm thinking the church. Yeah, I we, guess, we can right lean now. into what we can right. lean into yeah, the church. The only hope mm-hmm. for the church, the only hope <laughs> for the church, is the head of the church. Period. Um, it, it it is Christ. Christ Himself is the hope of the church. Christ Himself is the sustainer of the church. It is so clear to me that there is no perseverance of the saints mm-hmm. apart from the keeping power of the spirit. I mean, cause we just suck and <laughs> it's just, we got, we got issues. Um, yeah. And yeah. so, so that's what my hope is. And my hope is actually in a person who sits within our systems, but sits outside of our systems and, and holds hope for us. Um, and that that actually gives me the confidence to pray. Um, I do think, yeah. from an earthly standpoint, from a worldly standpoint, yeah, it's like it's terrible. It's like, yeah, this this is not <laughs> this is not pretty. And I don't and I don't think people are going to all of a sudden be like, you know what? Today I feel like repenting because I really jacked things up for my neighbor. They might, but I don't see them right. doing that apart from the same way that I end up doing that, which is by the work mm. of the Holy Spirit to break up mm. the stoniness and bitterness of my own heart. Like that is what has to happen. Okay. And that is a prayer worth um, Christians saying and crying out on behalf of our own wickedness, but the wickedness of the land and um, asking the Lord to give us grace that we don't deserve. I mean, like that's that's what we've been doing for generations. I think the witness of the church is compromised clearly um, but that doesn't mean that uh, we can we can you know get our ball and go home. No, we <laughs> no we don't get to get our ball and go home, and we don't get to get our ball and go home just because some of our Christian cousins are to blame for the for some of the shenanigans that's happening. You, we still have to stay in this game. We have to stay in this game because we're required to go to the table with those same people, and we're required to be salt and light. Like this is not an option. Um, and so yeah. whatever it takes yeah. to get prayed up. Uh, to to remember uh, brothers and sisters of the faith who come before us, who endured all kinds of flavors of wickedness, uh, but yet still prayed for people, mm-hmm. uh, yet still served and loved. I think that we don't have any other option um, but to be who it is God has called us to be, which doesn't mean it's easy. I just I just think that Christians actually already have yeah. marching orders. Like we already <laughs> like our stuff is real simple. It's hard, but it's real simple. Like you got to love people. Hmm. We know. It's just like Jesus, like, you know, you know what you're supposed to do. <laughs> like, Just like you told the Lord, like, you know, you know the law, you know what you're supposed to do. Um, I'm, I'm thinking here of, um, I mean, what comes to mind for me is I just think about just the, 
the church's hypocrisy, right. particularly um, those who identify, um, who boldly yeah. identify, right, um, as as pro life, and those who hold, you know, um, conservatism in such high esteem and regard. Um, uh, I, I think about Matthew twenty three, uh, verse twenty three, actually, um, which says, and this is Jesus. Well, all the Bible's Jesus speaking, right? We believe in the Trinitarian, the Trinity, right? Um, but this is uh, Jesus saying, um, Matthew 23, 23. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You give a tenth of your spices, mint, dill, cumin, but you have neglected the more important matters of the law, justice, mercy, and faithfulness. You should have practiced the latter without neglecting the former. You blind guides, you strain out a gnat, but swallow a camel. That's actually Matthew 23, um, chapter 23, verses 23 to 24. Uh, Christina, <laughs> can you just pray uh, for us, for the children, for the parents, uh, for America, for the church? Uh, ugh, just, just, just yeah. pray. You know, sometimes <laughs> anger, even righteous anger, anger can distract us mm. it can work in a way that it becomes so consuming that it can distract you from the object of hurt at the moment and so it so the frustration yes. with yes. Uh, the administration their supporters can actually distract yes. us from uh somebody's child right now from can, yep, those can. who are greatly I, impacted mm-hmm. that's what i want to pray about i want to pray about somebody's somebody's Mm. son and somebody's daughter gracious god our father lord we Mm -hmm. thank you we thank you that we can come to you in prayer not because we're worthy but because of the blood of the cross and we thank you that we have access to you and that you are near to us and we thank you that you by your power and by your mercy even clean up our broken and sinful prayers lord all those things give us confidence to bring our worries, our concern, our brokenness before you. And Lord, today we bring before you the children, the children at the border. Lord, we know that they are made in your mm-hmm. image. And we know that each of those children was fearfully and wonderfully made. We know that they um, they share in the interconnected and interdependent tapestry of humanity. We know that we actually need their testimonies. We know that they are a part of what makes us human. And that, Lord, when you said that it is not good for us to be alone, Mm. for man to be alone, that was not simply a statement about husbands and wives. That was a statement about the interconnectedness Mm. of human beings. You have made us this way that we ought to care about our neighbor, but especially the neighbor the most disenfranchised, the most marginalized, that we actually really need them. And God, we really need the witness of children. We need the way in which they point to you. We are mindful of the ways in which you love children and you serve children. And even right now, we think about the covenant community. We think about the beautiful place that children have within the covenant community, that they are not afterthoughts, that they are not projects, but they are made in your image and that we ought to care for them and to love them well and to learn from them. And right now, Lord, we think about the babies at the border. I ask you, Lord, by the power of your spirit to protect them. 
angels of protection all around those children. I ask that you would protect their minds and their bodies. I would ask that even right now, amongst those children that you are raising up and you are planting the seeds of the people that will lead us one day, that even right now, there is a child who does not understand what is going, but you, even what the enemy means for evil, you, God, can turn it for good. And that you are planting seeds of resilience and, and fortitude and deep, deep empathy into the children that will lead us one day. Lord, I am praying that the children at the border will one day be the pastors, that will one day be the leaders, that will one day be the presidents of nations, Lord. I am asking that you will redeem the trauma, that you will redeem the pain for their good and for your glory. In Christ's name we pray, amen. 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 Um, And Father, right now, I just, uh, your word says that your eyes roam to and fro throughout all the earth, seeking someone to show yourself strong to. Lord, there are so many who are weak, so many who are vulnerable, so many who are marginalized in this land, oh God, um, and under this regime, oh God. I just pray, God, that you would stay the, the hand of the wicked, oh God, in this regime, oh God. I am praying, Father God, that you would use any and every means necessary, oh God, to stop uh, the wickedness that continues to be displayed by this president, by the vice president, oh God, and by all those in power, God. I am praying, oh God, that you would use international means, oh Lord God, whether it be the UN through sanctions, whatever is needed, oh God, for human rights violations to come down in this place, oh God, to protect the most vulnerable, to protect the children, oh Lord God, who are coming here uh, seeking asylum, seeking refuge, seeking a better way, a future, Lord God. We pray, God, that you would use whatever means are at your disposal, oh God, to bring forth your justice, oh God, bring forth your peace, oh Lord God, bring forth that shalom, oh Lord, we all long for um, and desperately know, oh God, uh, you own, Lord. I just pray, oh Lord, that you uh, would give us wisdom, in these days, give us discernment, O oh Lord God, to know when to speak, how to speak, and to whom mm-hmm. um, to speak, O oh Lord, to uh, to give us the the uh, the energy and the power um, to advocate uh, for your people in a way that glorifies you, in a, in, in a way that decenters us, oh God, um, and lifts up those uh, that we should be giving more honor to, oh God, which are the people on the margins, oh Lord. We pray, oh Lord, uh, that your, your, your power to restrain sin would just continue to be made manifest, oh Lord, um, and that you, Oh, God, would get the glory. Do it, Lord. Nothing is too hard for you. Nothing is too hard for you. So I I speak comfort and peace, particularly to um, our um, 
the, to the immigrants who are here illegally, who are worried about um, ICE knocking on their door, who are worried about going to work um, and being grabbed up there, Lord. We pray for your peace that surpasses all human understanding, that you will be a hedge of protection around them, O oh Lord God, and that you would keep them in perfect peace, keep their minds stayed on you, O oh Lord, so that they may be in perfect peace um, and, and la send laborers to comfort to keep them, to guide, to protect, um, and, and continue to show us how we can steward um, the bit of influence you've given us, oh Lord God, to lift up uh, the people on the, margin, uh, on the margins, oh God, so that they can speak their own truth, to speak uh, what is truly happening, oh God, and do so in a way that glorifies you and gives you honor, God. We do pray this all in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank y'all, of course, um, for giving us your thoughts. And thank you, of course, for taking a seat at the table. And to our listeners, we want to thank you also for taking a seat at the table with us. Uh, let's keep the conversation going. Tweet us your thoughts um, about the kids are not all right uh, using the hashtag TrucesTable. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at TrucesTable or email us your thoughts at asktruthstable at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate and review the show on iTunes and subscribe on the Satchel Podcast Player. TrucesTable is made possible in part by Pottery Studios. Visit Pottery.com for the highest in quality online audio entertainment. Uh, also, TrucesTable is going live. We will be in Grand Rapids on August 16th, so make sure you buy your tickets. Go to our uh, Instagram and our Twitter page, the link for purchasing the tickets is there. Spread the word. We are coming to Grand Rapids and it's going to be a grand old time. Um, our producer for the show is Joshua Heath. Our executive producer is Bo York and we have been your hosts, Ekemini, Michelle, and Christina. We'll see you soon on the next Truth Table. Bye y'all.